Good stuff. Coming to town. Coming to Boise. Do we know when? I thought it was April 8th. You made it sound like he's performing. Uh, no, he's going to record exchange. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. going to perform. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I, I think he's just doing like a signing mm-hmm. of Wait. whatever his oh. album. I thought you had like... Dude, the cool thing, I thought you were going to... Iris Drive. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to undo the buzz. Iris Drive. Iris Drive, check him out. Ryan Neal, number? Episode number? 57. Was it? I think so, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Founders Pod, Mini Pod Edition. So excited to have you with us. Excited to bring to you another fascinating episode of business topics that we like to discuss. We're broadcasting live from the United Commercial Insurance Studios. United Commercial Insurance, give us a call, 208-229-8222. Big or small, we do them all. Okay, big or small, we do them all. Contractors, businesses, whatever whatever it is that you want to do. Have okay. you gotten a call yet for free cereal? The episode no. just dropped on Tuesday. No, and what was the deal? If you get a quote? No. Or you could buy you, a policy. You got to do the policy. I'll still do that. <laughs> still honor it. Still honor it. And it has to be part of my Mount Rushmore. Oh. Whoa, they got a limit. They have to buy a policy. <laughs> yeah. You get one. You get they're ideas. Like, they like, don't care if you don't like no, it. No, yeah. They, they, if they're like, grape, nope. Not part of my, Not part of my deal. <laughs> so anyway, I'm here with my two co-hosts. My name is Brandon Miner. This is Jordan Hansen and Matthew Lamb. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Heyo. <clears throat> we're here. I'm gonna have you guys list. So we're gonna we're gonna I'll, I'll introduce the subject here in a little bit. Wait, hold on. But video, we're oh, here. That's right. um, as you can see visibly, we are here. We're gonna have YouTube. Uh, we are on YouTube. Go check us out. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Say hi. Um, we respond to those comments. It's going to be at the Founders Pod is our handle. YouTube.com at the Founders Pod. Also, Spotify video. Hopefully, coming soon. Coming soon. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out there. Post a comment. We'll select a comment to get a shirt. There you go. Ship it. We're going to ship it. There's an episode that hasn't released yet, but I said we'd send a box of cereal. So, box okay, of cereal well, and a shirt. The issue with the shirt is, I hope you're a large or a medium. I mean, if not, uh, deal with it. I don't know. Thumbtack it, it to your wall. Turn it to a, oh, there we go. Thumbtack okay. it to your wall. And you Zoom calls. Post a comment. Post a comment on YouTube, and we'll pick one of the comments <laughs> to... Our, our current company excluded or included? <laughs> Hopefully our next guest Host, is the one to comment. Hosts not included. <laughs> Hosts are not included. Okay. Ready. I'm going to, uh, so we're going to do a segment. And this is going to be an interesting one because what I want you guys to do, uh, I, I almost want just one person to do this. I can quietly so So either, either one person or you both do it mentally and you write them down. Well, I'm going to have Matt do it. Yes, I'll watch. Okay, I'm gonna have Matt do it. Okay, do it, Matt. Here's I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you items, and you have to rank them as you're going. You don't know the next item. Okay, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so, I'm gonna tell you an item, and do you I have know to rank it. There's five, items, there's five and items, and there's this is the top five appetizers. Okay. Okay. Rank these without knowing the next one. So your number one choice is nachos. Wait, this is the like first nachos. on the list. He has to rank it one to five, one to not five. knowing what the not other knowing ones are what the other and ones. And this are. is my preference, like what I like. Sure. sure. Nachos. Where would you rank that in top five appetizers? I'm gonna play it safe and go three. Okay, nachos going three. Okay, the second one, sliders. Ooh. 
two. Buffalo wings. Not a big wings guy. Put it down at the bottom then. So I'm going to go four. Bone in. Whoa. Okay, four. Not a big wings. Well, we got two, three, four now, I know, right? but you, if you, you already know you don't like this one. Spinach dip. Is it artichoke spinach dip? Spinach dip. Does it have artichokes in it? Um, yes. Mm, five. Okay, five. Don't like artichokes. No. Not even in the spinach dip. No. Okay. Last one, bacon bites. Yeah. What are, what are bacon Number bites? one. One. Yeah. Is that really a number one? I thought one? you were going to say something with fish, and I was going to be mad if that was like. Oh, I should have. If I only had one Wait, spot the, left. Wait, what did bacon Like bite? shrimp? Breaded shrimp I'll eat. No, just like a shrimp cocktail. Like cocktail, cocktail sauce. Would have been your number one appetizer. I, I could have eaten that if it was fishy <laughs> stuff. It, not number one. Wait, but um, what are bacon bites? Yeah. I don't know. You don't well, know? It's, it's typically like <laughs> something wrapped these. in bacon, like a hot dog or something. Like a little about, smoky. What about, <laughs> like a little smoky wrapped in what bacon. What about Ron Swanson's thing? He's like, bacon wrapped shrimp. He's like, that's my number one food wrapped around my number three favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> No, all right, I'll, I'll give you an option, Jordan. No, it's okay. We're not do it again. No, no, that's fine. See, those were would you re-rank those? What, how would you rank? Them? Oh, how close was oh, it, Dad? Yeah, you're just that doesn't give me any drama or suspense at all. I'm, like no, I want he, you to. I could be impressed that he got it. I mean, like legitimately, is Nacho's number three on the I list. I was thinking there was going to be a gotcha at the end with something nasty, and I had already taken spot number oh, five. Yeah. I should have. And it was like, oh, the curveball came, and I have to put like sushi. I know it's not an appetizer, oh. but if I would have put sushi for Matt, Matt hates sushi. Hey, in sushi. fact, listen to this. He's never tried it. No, he's never tried it. But listen to this. What about like it a depends? Okay. Listen to this. We go to a restaurant, <laughs> and I finally yes. talk Matt into trying quote unquote trying sushi. Uh huh. And he gets it, and it's like the most benign California roll so type. No fish, even or <laughs> there there may have been fish, but there, there was, was everything else in there. Seaweed, and we just. <laughs> And they brought it out, and they set it down, and he was just pumping himself up mentally, breathing, sweating, really got his heart race pumping. And then he he grabs one piece, and I don't know if you put soy sauce on it or not. I'd like to think you put Probably. a bunch of soy sauce. Anyway, as, he, as he's bringing it towards oh. his mouth, he gets to this area <laughs> no, where no, it breaks is. the seal of his mouth, but doesn't touch the tongue, doesn't touch anywhere inside his mouth, and then False. throws it out. This is uh, I couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat it. And we're like, what happened? That it didn't Mal- touch it. Mallory is the witness. It touched my tongue. She saw it. Okay, she might it, just be we, being we, a good we, friend. We would have needed slow motion replay, zoom in to know, because it went like, like instantaneously freaked out, out by it. thrown out. Not freaked out. Yeah, the flavor. It just what if there's no like, dead fish or no raw fish? What if it's like. It's just the whole sea Thing, like seaweed coming from the ocean. What if it was, you know, because they have like cat, like brisket s- sushi. They have like. But isn't it wrapped sushi? in seaweed? What's yeah. it wrapped in? Yeah, yeah. It's so like that. The, that's going to do it, the seaweed. The seaweed. Part. How about just swimming in the sea? What? If I swim in the sea? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm good with that. What if a little bit of seaweed gets in your mouth? You'd spit it well, out. Well, yeah, I'll spit it out. But it's, it's not salty. like, oh. <laughs> I don't. Does seaweed get in your mouth How? when you swim in the sea? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, Jordan's like, chomp, I'm just, chomp, <laughs> chomp. Like, oh. I'm like swimming down there looking for it. He's like, I got a shrimp in that bite. <laughs> I usually when don't swim Jordan, with my mouth open, but I'm Jordan, going to from now on. When he <laughs> sees seaweed out there, he's like, let's go get <laughs> let's go dinner. Kids. Bring some bacon. We'll wrap it in the seaweed. <laughs> Grab the nets and swim with will your you, mouth open. Will you try sushi again? Will you ever try it? No. It's... N- 
So it's for, not the flavor. It's just for the thought. Brandon. It was always my life is going to be better. I'm going to be happier because I see people eating sushi. Oh wait, you don't like sushi, but you I, wish you did. I want to like. I eat it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I eat it, and I look at people eating it, and I see them as glowing, happy, successful, conversa- successful, successful people, better. laughing. They're better people, sharing their lives uh-huh. with other people that are of equal happiness, and I want that. This I is like the Great Gatsby kind of like, right? Like family. Like high, yes, yeah, yeah. That's essentially going to a restaurant, seeing people eat sushi is like me getting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, because I look around, I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah, I wish I had. And Mallory life. likes it. No, she doesn't. She doesn't either. No, oh, okay. Like I thought no, but I, but I actually, there's times where I've eaten. I'm like, wow, I really, really like that. There's mm-hmm. places I've eaten sushi at, and I really like a lot. But I, I yeah. rarely crave it. it. When I put it in my mouth, I could have bet that they got it out of a pond out back and it was just like sitting in the mud it was just like a classic <laughs> matt know. knew what it tasted like before he put it in it's like mouth. i know i'm not gonna like this well, and, i think it like, got when it gets so close you smell you taste but it was the, the smell yeah, was not even a, that strong no but it, it was interesting listen, it was if interesting. i have to power through and it's work to eat something you're not in I, no but no every why. new food experience is that no but you can like you can and smell don't it. tell me you don't power through a stupid, you know, Dairy kind of, Queen hamburger. Kind of, like, don't tell me. Through. That's a different kind of power. <laughs> it's like, yeah, baby. You, yeah. That yeah. is your power. That's joy power. Yeah. Right <laughs> Desire. That's, that's not work. I'm going to do this again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to trap you. Okay. Just so just right so now just or are we doing that. it later? No, no let, later. It'll be Another later. time. But just know that. I'm going to try to trap you. Because you're probably going to have two decent ones and three bad ones. What I I'm would gonna, suggest. Yeah, okay. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try to. I, I, I really want to give you a difficult decision, even though you're not sweating at all. Okay. Get this. We did a lunch spin the wheel. Or it wasn't spin the wheel. It was a game. where At your office? You were there. No, this oh. was here. We were driving to go lunch. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Everybody got a turn to say which way we turned, which way okay. we went. I remember this. We end up at Dairy Queen. Brandon starts crying. I cried. I was crying. I didn't want to eat there. Yeah, you're a picky eater with, you know, you I, maybe d- I don't picky. like fast food at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And and I and and the it was a Although Chick-fil-A is fine. I mean, it, Chick-fil-A is not is great. I'll eat a Chick-fil-A. It's definitely fast food, be sure. And, but it's the goat. It's the goat. We and we didn't end up eating We didn't end up eating there, but it was like everybody was like you got to eat there, you got to eat there. I was like I don't want to eat there. I don't want to eat there. And it was like this overwhelming emotion, and I just started like tears started. Because we were laughing and like, no, it can't be this <laughs> yeah. place, and then yeah. it turned to tears for Brandon. It was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Eyes welled up, huh? Eyes welled up, and we didn't eat there, so thank you. We instead ate at a Vietnamese sub sandwich yeah. shop, which wasn't a very good. Sub sandwich, not. It was a, it was, you know, if you're interested in trying out a new place to eat, this is what we did. Uh, it took a while, but anyway, we, we randomly generated a number below 20. And so it came out to like 14. And so then the four people that were going, we were like, okay, pick a direction, right, straight, or left. So we wrote that down 14 times. And Matt would be like, right, and I'd or go just the next restaurant you run upon. I, so I don't what even we think did, we wrote it down this time. We just said once we got to okay. the intersection, you call it out. Well, anyway, the game, was, the game was the game was do that. You you predetermine, uh-huh. the, and then the first restaurant you see after the last direction gotcha. is where you eat. Right. Because we were so tired of deciding where to eat. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we did, and we ate at some interesting places because places we would have never picked. Mm-hmm, of course, and probably some were good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. None of them were good. 
Well, the ones that are good, wingers, you know about. Wingers was good. We ended up getting to wingers one time, and that wingers. wasn't that bad. Anyway, well, we're, let's let's we digress. We digress. Let's get into the to the serious digression there. So this is a business topic that actually one of our avid listeners sent to us. Can you name who they are or where they're located? Yeah, actually located in North Carolina. Zach Bellows. What's his address? I don't know. No, <laughs> just we're kidding. not going to dox him. Well, maybe hey, my Zach. mom. Maybe my mom would like to send him a thank you note because it was a really good topic that he sent a couple of weeks ago that he wanted to say, hey, you guys need to debate this because it's an interesting thing to think about. Is this entrepreneurs? We talk about them. Couldn't spell the name. Couldn't spell it. It's a tough one. And I graduated. That was my major, entrepreneurial management. So they never made you spell it. <laughs> wasn't part of the test. <laughs> it was just the title of the test was, and I was like, oh, good. Right. Didn't have to spell it. At least you could look back at the top and say. Exactly. Yeah. Reference that. So entrepreneurs, we talk about them. It's a certain type of person. We've had many of them on the show. In fact, everybody that's been on the show has either run their own company or started it in some way, shape, or form. But the question is that I pose to you, are entrepreneurs made or are they born that way? Right. And first, we have to get a definition of what is made and Correct. what is born, right? Correct. So that's the question. How would you define born versus made? Yeah, I would say just for simplicity, not necessarily because it's right or more accurate, but simplicity, born would be someone, you know, as their 18th birthday, they are an entrepreneur. That's what I'm defining as born. When, as they, go, in, when they go to enter the real world... They're going to yeah. start their own thing. Right. And it could be, and it could be before that they're already evidencing that, you know, they're doing stuff on the side, but I'm saying that all the things that are nurture parents influence all those things that happen in their formative years that all makes at all includes in their birth of an entrepreneur versus someone who's made has already been on the workforce. And then it changes from, you know, they enter the workforce, not planning to be an entrepreneur, but then they switch over to being, would you agree any, is it, are you guys okay with that definition? I think the hard part is, I mean, it, it's almost like, in my opinion, and, I, and I'm okay with the definition. I think that's fine. But it's almost like your circumstances dictate whether or not you're an entrepreneur or not. Right. Which is something I'm, I'm less comfortable with. Yeah, we, but we don't know. Like someone who's just born, it's like we take all the parents away, all that influence, what they would do. We, we're not going to be able to tell that. Here's, here's how, what I would propose as a born entrepreneur. Okay. Okay. No, if you take them out of their setting and you put them into a separate setting, would they be an entrepreneur there? And we don't know, but you're saying maybe we could guess. Yeah. Like the question is, let's say you, Brandon, yeah. who I would say I would have defined as a born entrepreneur if you were taken away from your dad's influence, was I feel like was a huge influence on starting your own business. Would you still be an entrepreneur? My gut says probably yes. Yeah. Throw me into uh, Europe or throw me into United Kingdom. Yeah, it's so hard to tell because Europe is like less entrepreneurial in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, most other countries are. Most other countries are. Maybe not China. I don't know. Probably. Who knows? Doesn't yeah. matter. Anyway, so that would be my caveat on the definition of born or made. You okay. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like the the environment can make you an entrepreneur, or but the people that are born entrepreneurs are going to do it no matter what environment they're in. But yes, I totally understand what you're saying. Like Basically, you're by the time you're 18, you just head out on your own because that's what you're ready to do no matter what. Yeah. But also, there's a bunch of people that were entrepreneurs in elementary school. Ren Lamb. Mm -hmm. What is it? Sean Cress. A number of people have said, yeah, I used to like buy stuff at Walmart yes. and Sam's Club Tim and Snooks, Costco. Right? Yeah, he was Snooks. always doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, they take it to school and they resell it. Right. They're seeing those opportunities <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyway. So let me throw this out there. Just a thought. So uh, another thing to compare it to, but I grew up. So you talk about your family, right? Your dad and how he influenced you. I grew up. I have three older brothers. We played a lot of basketball, right? So would you say I was born a basketball player? And if I was taken somewhere else, would I still, I'm tall, right? Would I still play basketball? And is that similar enough? Yeah. Is that worth tough, comparing? I see what you're saying because and I, I think it's worth comparing because you think oh, that has a ton to influence. If you're none of your brother, if they were all just like, hey, we're a musical family, we just play violin in this family. Yeah. Whether you're tall or short, we play violin. Right. And you think about how many people are just like geniuses at something, but they never get exposed to it. And so they never do it. Maybe you could have had a good future as a violinist. Or we'll never know. We'll never cool. know. The thing about Matt Matt's family is they're all tall and thin. Right. And but let's say like, if they're well, in Europe, okay, though, you don't basketball. think of them as basketball, right? Well, I don't know. Europe's becoming more of well, okay, some place where basketball is not big. I agree. In the United States, like India, it's like, India. Right. You're going to show up anywhere, and they're going to be like, and they've always been tall. Like, since, they, you know, yes. some kids get tall later. You were always tall always in tall. elementary. So it was obvious to be like, okay, well, you, you should probably try <laughs> basketball. I mean, if nothing else, you can just get rebounds. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but if you're, if you're born really, really short, you're made a basketball player. Well, but again, what if all your brothers still played? Your parents played. They just, this was if they did in high school. They loved it. They coached, even though they were never like professional or okay. college. Let's say, let's say, let's say Matt's an only child. Okay. And he was born his height, six, five. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever. I'm not born. Six, six. He grew That's, to it. He was born <laughs> six, six. Sorry, so sorry mom. Out, yeah. <laughs> he was born at a, at a height taller than his mom. Okay. <laughs> let's not think about logistics of how that's up, but. However you want to get there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Right. Anyway, so what's there. Anyway, so anyway, so he's an only child. He's born and he grows to be six six by the time he's in second grade. Whatever. Yeah. And uh would he be a, I mean, but yeah. still the culture is what because they're gonna be like, you gotta play. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna do really well all just because of your height. So he's Probably. gonna excel at. It. Right. Now now a question is Brandon, I said I thought you were a born entrepreneur. Would you agree? Uh yes. Okay. Matt, would you say you were a born entrepreneur? Uh, I wouldn't say that that was my... No. Me, I wouldn't think I was either. I think I'm more made entrepreneur than born. Your dad, what did your dad do, Jordan? He was a general manager of business. Yeah. Yeah, so he managed companies. Did he tell you anything about business? I don't remember anything like that. Did he give you any counsel? like, you should do this, you should do that, you should avoid this or that. I don't believe so. If so, I don't remember it. Be home on time. Yeah, my right mom thing. suggested medical stuff. My mom was a nurse, right. and she suggested, oh, you know... Maybe a physician's assistant, not doctor, because anyway. But yes, those. That I was did, it. Why didn't she want you to be a doctor? Well, because doctors just have tons of hours. She said, like she said, because she was a nurse for a doctor. She said they were working so much, barely had time to stop. You know, people call them in the middle of the night, and they're just like, "Hey, I need help with this." Whereas a physician's assistant is someone else that they make a good income. They have a lot less schooling, and you can still, you know, the hours. Would, would you have liked that? No, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, my. So I didn't find this out till recently, but my mom and dad, like they never encouraged us to, so my dad was a, a home builder. They didn't want any of us to take or to be in that business right? because, because it was so cyclical. Right? Yeah. It's it was, stressful. It was up and down and stressful. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we don't want to push our kids into that. And so thinking back, like, did my dad ever, he didn't tell me to go like start a business. He didn't tell me. He never told me, like, I don't want you to do this, but he was never pushing, like, oh, this is the best thing. You can, you know, build your own world. You can do your own thing. It was never like that. 
was it was figure it out, go do it. But right, yeah, it's interesting. I have the conversation with my kids all the time, just because it's what I'm interested in. It's like, what are you going to do when you grow up? Yes, uh-huh. all the time. I I talk at least a couple times a week, just out of genuine curiosity, right? And most of them right now are ninjas and basketball players and football players, right? Uh, but my oldest doesn't have any idea, and I I don't feel like I'm pressuring him to know, but I'm always asking him what it is that they want to do. Um, so I don't know that, that's anyway, that's kind of a side note. Uh, I'm trying to think about people that we've interviewed born versus made because Jordan mentioned one in, in, uh, pre-production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Denny Wagstaff. Denny Wagstaff, who is certainly an entrepreneur. Um, and as I think about it, well, let's say Denny Wagstaff owns blaze and Costa Vitas by the dozens. I don't know how many, a lot in the, the, this Valley, I think in Utah as well. Ton of KFCs. I think they said over a hundred. It, it was eighty. Okay, eighty, 80 some. Yeah, yeah, in California. So uh, lost them all. Lost them all, and then mm-hmm. moved to Costa Vitas. And moved yeah. to Costa Vitas. Uh, it has done very well, really well in, in both of those areas. But he worked for KFC, the corporation, for I think he said twenty-seven years. Yeah, before he started time. doing. It. And I don't know. And as I think about it, do you think he said? Did he say he was intending eventually, or I think it's just how it worked out. I think he was happy with where he was. He really liked the people. I think it was the Harmon. Was it the Harmon guys? Anyway, he really liked who he was working for, mm-hmm. which was a huge aspect in why he stayed there. And he, I think he had good trajectory. They they recognized that he had a lot of potential. And then there was an opportunity mm-hmm. that arose from his job, and he ended up taking it. But not forced, as we could say, right? Yeah. Some people, I would say, have been forced hey, into it. My brother Ryan. The episode number one. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. He was forced one. into it because he worked for a company that went defunct. In fact, the Twice. owner. Yeah, he did. <laughs> right, <laughs> Arthur Anderson. Arthur Anderson, right. Yeah, his was his was a crazy arc of career. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the DBSI was the company he worked for, and they went defunct. Owner in jail. Yeah. Currently serving a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like 23 years, and he's in his 70s. Sort of. Right. Anyway. And I don't think he, and I, I remember at that interview, he, I mean, he went to school for accounting. And I don't think he had any intention to start his own business when no, it seemed like, no, yeah. it seems like he, you know, a lot of times when you do accounting, you don't have necessarily the, at least I went through the accounting degree and I felt like after that, I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to go find a job. Cause that's what we all that's did. That's what they you know? push you right. to. Yeah. That's kind of what you do. You go to an accounting firm and you, you know, the you, only place you, you go to a career fair, you don't go to like an entrepreneur fair. No, right? it's a, it's like, go get a job. Go find a career. Entrepreneur fair. That'd be the oddest uh, fair. <laughs> I mean, it's like all. the Western Idaho. It's the same Yeah, thing. it's basically, <laughs> it's like, you know, Set just up a booth. <laughs> you walk outside and it's like, Ferris okay. wheels. <laughs> That's right. Just a bunch of odd guys pitching you stuff. That's right. Uh-huh. Guess your weight. <laughs> That's a job, um, right? That's an entrepreneur right there. <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway, he was, he was let go, like all of them yeah. were. Mm-hmm. And and all of their clients were essentially let go. So he ended up taking their clients who needed help and right. he was working on them anyway. And he mm-hmm. built his business and now he's doing development, a bunch of different things. Yeah. Kind of once he got a taste of his yeah. own stuff, he's like, Oh, it kind of like opens the opportunities. Like, Oh, well there's tons of stuff I can do to figure yeah. it out. Born or made. Yeah. I would have said in that case, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I, I would have said made. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's been a great entrepreneur and very entrepreneurial now. But I think when his intention when he graduated from college was accounting. For the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah. In a lot of ways that was. Partner, works. whatever. Yeah. Well, and then there's another one, Jen Arnold. Remember her? Mm-hmm. Rhino uh, CrossFit. Yeah. I think it, it had an interesting story. She was a teacher, I believe, for a long time. Got into a really bad accident. Yeah, that's right. 
And she for couldn't do it a, a, a number of years, she just was in pain all the time and really bad shape, gained a lot of weight, this and that, and then found CrossFit and then was going to move to Boise from Las Vegas and said, I can't move there without this. And they said, why don't you just start That's it? Right. That's right. That's right, because she didn't own one in down Las Vegas. No. She moved. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So that was like almost like a forest, not being fired, but almost like I can't be without this. I bet other people want it as well. Yeah. I'm going to just do it. So she was made, her circumstances really pushed her to doing that because yeah. not only did she love it, it was a big part of her life, but she was moving to a new location. Yeah. Now, I think yeah. it's also interesting, entrepreneur, a lot of people think about that. They even define it, someone within a corporation, because we had the couple, I can't remember their names, but they own the the hot works. Oh, yeah, Dan and Pam. Dan and Pam. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dan and Keith. Keith. Keith, yeah, Dan and Pam Keith. He, both of them had worked corporate jobs. For a long time. Okay. He was in startups though, right? Yeah. Is he an entrepreneur? That's a good question. I think he had ownership. So does that make him an entrepreneur? And if he was in lean, mean, you know, these, uh, a startup, which is, you know, she kind of even joked. It was kind of funny how they interacted because she didn't work. She didn't like working for startups at all. Yeah. She liked the bigger companies. I'm sure it's doing really well. She's a higher up in one of a big, well, she was a VP of a massive company. Right. And right. It's huge international company. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. You know, because they run their own companies. They run their own company now mm -hmm. of Hotworks, and they have a number of locations. He was probably a lot more risk averse or, or less risk averse yes. to that. Type. So you could consider he's just as much of an entrepreneur as anybody. Yeah. How do you define it? Is the entrepreneur the, the guy that starts it himself? Is he the guy that has the idea? Or, you know, a lot of times there's the co-founder or the someone else. Even he, I think yeah. he joined later. I don't know if he was on founding teams even. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but he is now. I mean, you could you you have to classify him 100%. as an entrepreneur now. Yeah. yeah, because he's starting his own things. Yeah. Do you remember the Dan the Hot Works episodes? No, I'm not sure if you heard it. I don't. We no. had a lot of episodes okay. before, yeah. so yeah. That's a good question because he came on. He was an early adopter, <laughs> as far as went in the company's history. He came in maybe less than a year, mm -hmm. and then it was part of the plan to grow it and get acquired. Yeah, and then he'd do that again, and he, I think he did that seven times. Right. Now, yeah, Matt, that's so you and I, I would, we'd say we're not born entrepreneurs. Um, what do you think changed to make? Because I remember we worked at the same place and you had intended to stay there. At least you had, like I would have been fine forever. As it was working then, you were planning on staying there forever and you would have been happy with that. You were getting paid well enough. The growth you were with income would have been fine. Um, so what do you think made you an entrepreneur instead of being born one? Um, so what made we, me one? Uh, I think the, I mean, what kicked it off was that I was no longer happy what I was doing. Things changed. Things changed. I agree with that, you know, and that company, things changed. Dude, yeah. re reference back to when we talked about how to start your own company, hate your job enough. Yeah. That's a that key. Was that key. a very helpful <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It was just time to get out. Um, so when you think of being someplace forever, it can either be a really happy picture or like, Oh, I'm here forever. Right. Like, Oh, this is not good. And so, um, it took that. It also took, and I think probably anybody would say this, um, takes a, a mentor or somebody there to help you along the way. And so Brandon was there. Um, you know, he's talking to me. He knows kind of the story of what's going on with my job and things like that. And he's like, hey, why don't we do this? And um, so it, it kind of, it, it takes somebody, or at least it did for me, to kind of show you, hey, this is what you could do and maybe push you a little bit. And 
because there's there's just that fear there, right? You're like, well, I've never done that. And at least for some people, for others, there's not that fear. That's the only way, right? Yeah. Like, why would I want to go work for somebody else? I mm-hmm. can, I can figure this out. And so that was part of, I, I think the biggest part of me making it was somebody pushing or showing like, Hey, just go do this. You can do this. Yeah. And, and I believe, and I, I think a lot of that comes, you know, to bring basketball up again, comes back to that of like, I'm a competitor. I th- I think I can compete with whoever that's not true, but you know, it's like, I want to compete just to compete. And so when somebody says, this is another arena that you can compete in, I saw it as like, Oh yeah, I could, I can figure that out. Yeah. So Jordan and Matt were different because Matt hate Matt didn't like his job. He went out and started his own thing. And then Jordan, you liked your job. Yeah. At that point, the interesting thing is you said it had a mentor. My mentor almost was Tim Ferriss. Was the guy who wrote Four Hour Work Week? You yeah. had an almost mentor. Almost mentor. You had a mentor in a, like a, a step in mentor. I listened. I didn't know that they were mentoring. That's you. right. I listened oh. to his audiobook, and I remember it was so kind you've of never fun. met Tim Ferriss. Uh, well, shout out to Tim. Join us on the pod sometime. <laughs> Tim episode future future episode. <laughs> um, I remember I was at CPS, and I liked the coding a lot, and I think I was pretty happy there. But once I listened to the book for our work week. Right. I remember it was like happy, very unhappy. Uh, now you are unhappy. It was almost like you, Tim it was like ruined he, you. Right. He kind of well, opened a window. <laughs> he showed me like what could be. And there's a lot in that book. I think that's fantasy. Right. It's not as easy as he says. Absolutely. But it was enough to like, oh, I, I became really discontent. And the fact that I was like, wow, what I, I want that. I want yeah. that. And I think good mentors will do that because you're like seeing it like, no, this is really good. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yes. This is totally good. And then it takes somebody to be like, are you? Like, th- right. look what else is out here. Yeah, it's going to take work. That's mm-hmm. interesting. But, yeah. and then you're like, oh, yeah, I don't like it here. Right. I just think about, oh, wait, there's people just like, you know, he's talking four-hour work week. Four-hour oh. work week, I think, is is kind of misleading. Oh, dude, there's so many dreams in there that are not. He's like, oh, just find your muse. It'll just earn you like $10,000 a month and then do whatever you want. <laughs> but it, like, there's a lot of steps that are skipped it's in the middle way, there. It's a good way to sell a book. It's a great right? way to sell a book. But the fact is, I still have to be very grateful. As, and that, that being one of the books that has been most pivotal in my life. Because I listened yeah. to it and it was just like, oh. And it made me so unhappy. Even at Lenovo, which I did enjoy a lot. I had a lot more freedom there, which is what I was trying to push toward, is having more freedom. And... Um, it still was there. This this desire. Okay, I have to. I had to be. Have you ever had a four hour work week while not on vacation or sick? Probably not. Yeah. No. I mean, I just don't know how you could ever do that. Me personally. I or, mean, you you. I mean, Brand, your place is your. Yeah, business. but if I continue to do that, it would just it would slowly slide away. Not, you know, I would yeah, basically just time. be signing payroll, and that's it. Right. Don't. I mean, you don't think eventually you'll get there? You'll. I mean, you'll just have operators fully that sure i guess i I've as people phase into retirement this is what they could do for sure okay but the thing is you don't i don't think you want that you enjoy i don't think you can be ha- i mean his point was like you're not gonna you're gonna work on the things you really want to work sure. on yes yes, right? yes, yes it's yes. been the other time and you know he works way more than four hours uh because he has a ton of projects but i think the fact of the matter is is that the most important thing is like you should be spending your time you should get freedom so you can spend time on what's really important so so tim ferris made you into an entrepreneur I don't know. I mean, I, the thing is I had my own business in college, 
but it was really my brother Brian who pushed me. And you know, he said, he said, "Hey, you which was come. an awesome business, by the way." It was amazing. I I feel so grateful. I learned a lot, and it paid me really well. And I feel like I did a good. I got a lot of confidence because I was, you know, I was doing the cold calls. I was handling all the customer service. I built all the process. So it was a great opportunity for me. And I think I thought entrepreneur then at that point. But then again, accounting kind of the market went down in two thousand nine. Yeah. And accounting kind of took over, and that was the easy path to be like, okay, well, accounting degree into accounting job. And I was super unhappy. When you were when you did that business in 2006, you were easily the richest college person I knew. <laughs> so rich. Like, you could afford to go out on dates, and I was like, oh, man. Oh, you, you, Brandon was never that poor. You no, were, I wasn't. But at the same time, like, you had, you had extra spending money. I did have extra. I was able to go to Brazil. I remember I was able to go to Brazil. Yeah, and it was a it was, pretty sweet deal. It was pretty good. Not bad. It was like fine um, for yeah. There's and another I, one I want. I was talk Jordan's about. boss when he was his most unhappy. It sounds like. Well, no, I was worse <laughs> at the tax commission. Oh, okay. And not that the, oh. pe- and the people there were great. Yeah. But I was I was That's like a depressing it was, place. It was a really rough time in my life right there at the tax commission for sure. Okay, episode number three, Adam Ziegraf. Mm-hmm. Listen to his story. Okay, if you guys remember him, he graduated, didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. He started to, and he's like, "Do I need college?" And they're like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> I don't really need college. Guy, That's yeah. great." And so he kind of bounced around doing his own thing. Didn't ever think he was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Until the situation appeared to him where he had, he could buy somebody's roofing business. And then that just took off. And the funny thing is, it was like, I bought his roofing business. And really what he did is just buy that phone number. The guy handed him the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you would just get phone calls with the net with. It was like a $25,000 phone. I don't go. think it was. I think it was it less was than fi- that, wasn't I thought it? it was financed over. Yeah. Anyway. It was not very not much amount. money. And he's like, okay. And he, all I did was get phone calls there. He's like, all right, here we go. And he started working. <laughs> yeah. It had no idea how to roof right. anything. But if you talk to Adam, he wouldn't say he was a born entrepreneur. Even, Even when we brought him on, he didn't feel like he was an entrepreneur. Yeah. And and he went door to door. He would see somebody with like a pile of dirt in their yard and he'd knock on the door. He's like, can I move this for you? Can I clean you? this up for you? Yeah. yeah. Right. And he's like, I wasn't an entrepreneur. You're like, well, you weren't working for anybody. Right. You're just yeah. like finding opportunities on your own. Yeah. He's a very scrappy guy. Someone that, I mean, the thing is like, once you're not employed somewhere, you figure out, I just need to find enough money to live. And you kind of start to see a little more opportunities when you're like, okay, I got to find something. Right. So, yeah. so I don't know. Are they born or made? <laughs> I think they're both. They're both. They the the, the fact both. is they're both. And now what's better? I don't know. But I, I, would, I was thinking about this pre-production. Um, there are, I strongly believe there are people that you could not make, right? Like there's, there's born and there's mm. made. But there's a. Uh, this is a good question. A ton okay. of people. Can that you make? You somebody could do not make. How about into this? An entrepreneur. Can you make? Let's say you consider somebody a born entrepreneur. Can you make them an employee? If they're true born, <laughs> can no. you can you make <laughs> that person into like, a no, during they, their they earn out? They wouldn't do they it. They sell their company. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Because a lot of these guys that are entrepreneurs that build their companies and then they sell, they have to work for a few they, years. They earn out, and then they, they always leave. All right. Mm-hmm. They always leave. They hate the oversight of all that right. stuff. Suddenly, they yeah, you're the man, and then suddenly, or woman, man or woman, you're the person in charge, and suddenly you're not. Yeah, it's funny. I've been working with this guy, this customer, and his company, he worked for it for 20 years. He sold his company, got b- bought, and now he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, I can't say this over email, but I'll tell you over Zoom. I mean, this is what you should do, and then I'll give you the list of the customers, our competitors, and you can use this all. I can't say it over email. And I'm probably going to be leaving soon, so because his earnout is going to end in like October. It's just funny because yeah, I think it, and Matt makes a really good point. There are people that have been put in the fire that 
just can't. And, you know, uh, Pam Keefe is probably, and I'm not saying that she couldn't do it. I'm sure she could if she liked it. But she went and worked for that startup, and she's like, she it was hated so funny. every minute right. of it. Because she was kind of making fun of Dan, who was always in the startups. And she's like, why is he saying this is so hard? And then she went over and worked at a, start, a startup, and she's like, okay, I just need my RFP team to get that prepared. And they're like, you are the RFP yeah. team. You're <laughs> yeah. all of it. And yeah. she's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. That's so interesting. So what would you say to somebody who's wondering, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't feel that I was born an entrepreneur, but I've thought about it. How do I know if I can be made one? What would you say to that person? Don't you think that, I mean, everybody that does their own thing, everybody that becomes an entrepreneur has a burning desire at some point or another to have a four-hour work week or leave their job or they're so motivated. If you don't have that motivation, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah, that sounds really passive. How you're He's like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And that sounds pretty passive. So I don't feel like that would be something I don't think it's worth. It's easier to have a job. And so it is, you have to really dig down on some of these things mm -hmm. and like really dig down. I mean, Matt, what he went through, he's gone through, he's Matt said five years, his business has been up for five, five years. years, 2018 Monday. That's Citadel. Citadel. Five yeah. Years. Five years. Five years. Yeah. Dude, it's gone fast, huh? That really has, fast. that has gone fast. And, and you know, what's interesting is he's, his company's had the highest highs <laughs> and the lowest lows I've ever seen. Right. With the COVID. Yeah. yeah when you, you mix COVID spikes. in that five year period. Things go crazy. Yeah. yeah. It went nuts. And so you have to get through it. And, and it's not for the faint of heart, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people leave in there. Which is uh, funny. Yeah. Because yeah. you can get laid off. At a, but yeah, I look back at Lenovo. It was way easier. Like the paychecks were great. Huge bonuses. And it was like, I had a lot of freedom. I still felt guilty sometimes going on walks in the middle of the day. And that's why I was like, I don't want to feel this guilt anymore. I want to be able to know that I'm going to do a good job. And I can go on a walk still whenever I want. Yeah. You know, Mark Cuban, he's always, he's has that famous quote. He's like, you essentially you could pay me $2 million to go work for somebody, or I could make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year doing my own thing and having a harder life and working more. And I'd pick that. Yeah. The latter for him. Yeah. And that's, he's, I'm sure he's a born type of a guy yeah. or whatever born or made. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done an amazing, amazing things. And, you know, he just, he's never going back. Like, I feel like almost once you make that conversion, you can almost never go back. Yeah. So, the, so Matt, your question, can you make someone be like, yes, you can, yes. You, you can yes. make somebody into an entrepreneur. Right? Uh, I mean, guide them, right? I what mean, was like, when you have them. a question of like, there were people, yeah. are there people that could never be an entrepreneur? Yes. I think there are those that you try as hard as you want. They're not going to make it. Well, if they have the desire, will they make it? I still think there's those that even if they have the desire that they're too out of touch with reality or, you know, like, and I think this goes to um, my history with programming, teaching people to program. Yeah, I wonder if it's a different skill set though. I don't know. I, 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 it's definitely a different skill set. I, I think entrepreneurship is harder. I think you just need more. Right. This is not the same kind of logical yeah. thinking. Yeah. It, it's, it's different and you, it's a broader skill set base that you need, but there were people I thought, you know, like everyone needs to learn how to program. Everybody can, everybody should. And I found out not everybody can, e even if you try and push it, it still doesn't happen. So I think like Brandon said, I think that desire has to come from within and it has to be a burning desire. And that's, what's going to push you over the top. That's going to push you over that next problem. Cause that's what happens. Problems keep coming and you've got to have some 
motivation pushing you over. And if you don't have that, you're not going to make it. Uh, but also there's other things too that if you don't have, you won't make it. Yeah. It's, so. uh, yeah, I think I wonder uh, that desire and uh, ability to be able to just persevere almost are like the most, yeah. I, I think that almost anyone can do it if they have the desire and ability to persevere. I think Orville, Orville Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Who did Cincy. I remember he talked about, he was doing a ton of different stuff and did, did not do well yeah. in most of it. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to say like, don't, I'm not trying to tell people not to start stuff or that they can't. I think if you have that idea or whatever, and I, I made my comment, you said, well, that's kind of passive. And I think um, just start, right? If you have that idea and you're wondering, should I do this or can I do this? Like, well, just try it. And then you'll find out. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah, and I find a lot of times once you start doing stuff, you start seeing other opportunities. Like a lot of times even the thing you start with, that's not even what the end is, but you just, you being out there, you're like, oh, I see these other opportunities. Like I think with Jeff, for example, he worked at, you know, you guys saw Jeff Minor. Yeah, and you, yeah. right? Because you're working with Jeff. I mean, he was doing drug testing. Yeah. He saw the opportunity of compliance. You're working with him. You see the opportunity of insurance because you're out there doing stuff and you see, oh, wait, there's a need, a need yeah. here. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't try, if you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to see those opportunities. I think, I think one of the main differences is just security. With people are like, I'm, I'm not willing to give up that security of Lenovo to go. It's not that worth it to me. I don't need a four-hour work week. I'd, I'd rather have the security of a job like this for the rest of my life. And even though Lenovo can lay you off and you have no power over that. Even though you have no power over that. In fact, you know, there's time, like I have a buddy that works for a large hospital and he's like, yeah, we're going through layoffs. And he's been there for a long time. He's probably been there 13 years or 14 years, which in so my I know opinion, this buddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is a long time. And, and I was like, do you think you're safe? He's like, I don't know. You, you just don't know if you're safe or not. And then a couple weeks later, he texts me. He's like, I made it through. And I'm just thinking to myself. Like, can't you control know, that. You can't control it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he's been looking at doing uh, entrepreneurial stuff, though. Well, he goes through he goes ebbs through and flows. Yes, and, and he never gets enough to push him out. He doesn't hate his job enough. And he doesn't get motivated enough. But then these times come around where you don't know if they're going to let you go or not, which is such an odd thing because your job performance hasn't changed. Yeah. It's just, just the market and extenuating no circumstances, right. you know, mm-hmm. and then they have to lay off a certain percentage. And so it's almost any, meeny, miny, mo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so if you stay, you stay this time and you know, you hope you make it through the next time and you just live from time to time, which isn't a bad way to live. Yeah. You know, cause there's probably seven or eight years between cycles there. Mm, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of interesting. Anyway, well, that's a fascinating topic, gentlemen. Thank you for discussing it with us. I hope uh, everybody, if, if you had a differing opinion, post in the comments. Let us know. Reach out. Send us an email. Tweet at us. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening in. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.